Your kids still have to wear masks in school, but the elites at the Super Bowl don't. That and more on today's No Things Considered. Welcome to No Things Considered. I'm Tim Young. Before we get into it today, I just want to remind you that you should be on Getter. Forget all these other social media platforms. You're going to be canceled there anyway. Just get on Getter, a true free speech platform that is there for real ideas. I mean, we're taking a look at things like the trucker convoys around the world whose organizing pages are being taken down by Facebook. These are peaceful protest pages that are being taken down by Facebook because Facebook doesn't agree with their politics. And so you should be on Getter where different politics are actually allowed. It's crazy how that works. You know, Black Lives Matter was allowed on Facebook, but not the trucker protests. So that should be all you need to know about that. Get on Getter. That being said, let's talk about the Super Bowl last night. One of the things that I couldn't get enough of was how many celebrities just weren't wearing masks. Now, last I checked, there are still indoor mask orders all over the place, including Los Angeles, and, and mask orders for your kids. So why is it that everyone at the Super Bowl wasn't wearing their face diaper, they weren't covering up with a piece of paper that on the box says it doesn't protect you. And your kids still are forced to go to school and wear these things. How could someone watch what was going on last night, all these people, just out and about having a great time, and still comply with the rules that they've created for you at this point? It's ridiculous now. And I think if you're still going along with it, you're, you're a member of a cult. I mean, I don't understand how you can't be a member of a cult and believe in this ridiculousness and watch the cult, quote-unquote, leaders not obeying the same rules that they require you to follow. I mean, Eric Garcetti, just two weeks ago, had a picture with Magic Johnson. And in it, he wasn't wearing a mask. And he made the excuse that he was holding his breath. So during that picture, he was holding his breath. What about last night at the Super Bowl when he's having full conversations with people? He's like the world record holder in breath holding at this point, don't you think? Is this getting ridiculous at this point? At what point is enough enough for people? At what point do people say, all right, I've had it. I think a lot of you who are listening to this have already had it, but what about the teachers and the parents who continue to uh, abide by these ridiculous rules? I mean, even CNN has run stories that mask wearing doesn't work unless it's some sort of that that like N95 thing where you actually can't get air in. What's the point of it at this point other than control? I mean, that's really where this is. What is the point other than actual control? I don't know where to go from there. Because if you still believe that that those things work after the boxes literally say they do not after CNN now says that they're just, what is it, uh, face decorations, I believe they were described by CNN. Then there's uh, there's something wrong with you. You're mental. You've, you've been cornered by two years of propaganda. By the way, uh, a big celebration today. It's, it's day 700. This Valentine's Day is day 700 of two weeks to flatten the curve. 15 days to flatten the curve. So just two more weeks, and we'll be out of this, guys. It's uh, 700 days in just two more weeks. You'll be sure to be out of this. Uh, you know, uh, the hospitals were never overrun. Maybe one hospital in New York, but there was a... Uh, the USS Comfort was there. The Javits Center was converted. 
There was enough resources there to house hundreds of thousands of people if necessary. They were never used. They went empty. But yet we continue with this fear porn for two years. The moving, the, the rapidly moving goalposts. Speaking of, uh, you know, football, football reference there. The rapidly moving goalposts of these restrictions and these rules. Speaking of moving goalposts, there's a phrase that's out there with something a therapeutic that we're all familiar with. Safe and effective. It's safe and effective. Uh, effective, that, that definition has shifted a bit, I, I believe. I believe everyone here is paying attention has seen it. Because originally we were told you're never going to catch anything by Joe Biden and his people, the CDC, the FDA. Then it was, you're going to catch it, but it won't be as bad. That is one hell of a shift on the effective from the safe and effective phrase. So what about the safe part? If the effective part was shifted, we'll say, rather inaccurate, what about that safe part? Hmm. Interesting, don't you think? Maybe it's time to take a look at the semantics of what was said. Perhaps the lies that were told over and over and over again. It's, uh... Some places are going into their fourth. Their fourth required, uh, how, do you, how do you say this without getting a, a, how do you edit yourself? You don't have to edit yourself and get it, by the way, but since this is on multiple platforms, how do you edit yourself without getting something pulled? Uh, your pew-pew, the pew-pew in your arm? How do, you, how do you justify the fourth one at this point when everyone is getting natural immunity from Omicron? It doesn't make any sense, does it? It does not. I, you know, I look at this and I just think, you know, if we, if something really serious goes down in this country, there are so many cowards, there are so many people who are willing to just go along with what they are fed, what they are given from the government, from the media that, that is complicit in everything. And just take it as fa at face value and ignore anything else and not challenge things. The people who said that they would resist, of course, are the people who believe everything the government tells them now, believes everything that the media tells them, believes everything that big pharma and big corporations tell them, and somehow they're resisting. What the, what the fuck are they resisting? Common sense? Where is this? Where are we as a, a culture? Where are we as a society? These people are literally just sheep at this point. And I just couldn't imagine living my life like that, where I just believe everything at face value. Maybe I've experienced too much. Maybe I grew up in Baltimore and I saw too much BS from the police and from the uh, government there and from the, the crime that was there. Maybe I saw too much of that to trust anything at this point. Maybe that's my life experience. But I think a lot of people have similar experiences where they have no reason to trust things, so they don't. I mean, why would you trust someone who wants to make money? The, the bottom line is they're trying to make money. I posed the question on Twitter the other day, or actually it was a statement rather, that no one in the media or in, in government deserves your trust. No one. That includes me. That includes anyone. And a friend of mine, Sebastian Gorka, waited and he goes, wait a second, I beg to differ. I'm in media. But I say that about myself. I say that about everyone. 
Why try? You don't know me. You don't know anyone in media. Why would you trust them? Look, I'm fun. I try to be funny. This may not have been a funny podcast, but I try to be entertaining for you guys. But that doesn't make me trustworthy. I believe in everything I'm saying, and I think that's important. I've done the research on my things. It's very easy to find the facts to go along with what I've done. I, But I encourage everyone to look at what I'm saying and do research on what I'm saying. I don't think this is a stretch to do. I don't think this this is any kind of a great reach for people to go and do their own research. I'm just not sure why people don't, why they, why they take... I mean, at some point, regardless what side of the aisle you're on, regardless what you believe in, you have been lied to by someone in major media or a corporation or big pharma, and they have betrayed your trust. So why would you continue to trust them? That leads me to this next story. It is confirmed by the Durham investigation. The Durham probe, by the way, I thought he had disappeared. I thought that Durham was gone. I didn't think that he was still around. I didn't realize that he was still working. I mean, it's very easy to forget where he was because he did absolutely fall off the face of the planet. I thought that once Biden got in, this was all over. But Biden returned a probe, part of his probe, that shows that yes, the Clinton campaign, Hillary Clinton's campaign, did pay to have Donald Trump spied on. Now, I thought that was illegal. They were even working to spy on his White House, by the way. I thought that was illegal. I thought that would be considered treason. I think a lot of people uh, would view that as treason and something that should send people to jail. I, I honestly believe that if I were the one trying to spy on the White House, I would probably not only be in prison already, but I'd be in prison for the rest of my life. At, at the very least, I'd be in prison for the rest of my life. Hillary Clinton still walks free. All of her campaign people still walk free when this went down. And you can't, to me, justify how they are avoiding jail time at this point. Because it's one of two things. Well, one of three things. One is, uh, if they don't go to jail or no one's even indicted with this very clear evidence now. One is that uh, you're allowed to spy on the White House, which is probably a great thing to hear about for our, our foreign adversaries, China, Russia, etc. I can't, they, they have to be more than overjoyed if that's the case. If no one's gonna go to jail for spying on the White House in this very blatant, very now publicly evident scenario, you would think they would just, that would open the floodgates then. If no one's, if they're not going to punish people, then, you know, obviously, there you go. Number two is there's two classes of people in this world. There's us uh, that are forced to wear masks, quote unquote, or are told that we need to wear masks, and the elite who don't. The people who go to the Super Bowl, the celebrities, the Hillary Clintons, the, uh, you know, the Beyonce's, whatever, I, you know, I don't care, the, the, the Garcetti's from Los Angeles. People who set the rules for the commoners, in order for them to stay in power, and then don't follow them at all, never have followed them, never want to follow them, never never, never thought that they would even apply to them. The third is that just there's no hope. 
but that's let's let's avoid that. <laughs> but really, when you look at it, there's two classes of people now, and that's that's where this goes. When you take a look at what happened in the White House, when you take a look with the with the spying now from Hillary Clinton. I mean, Hillary, nothing happened to her with Benghazi. Nothing happened to her with the. Uh, private emails. Nothing's going to happen to her with spying on a political opponent. We were told that that's uh, terrible to do. The media covered for it as well. The media is just another wing of the Democratic Party. Uh, you know, Trump said over and over again, the media is the enemy of the people. The more and more that things like this happen, the more and more I hate to agree with it. Even though I have a lot of friends in the media, I hate to agree with the fact that they really are the enemy of the people. They are working to cover up for crimes for people that they like. And then going ape shit for minor things that people they don't like uh, do. Let's take a look at. I mean, seriously, take take a look at what happened here. This is a much greater. So this is essentially Watergate times ten at this point. This is exponentially worse. Watergate was one one raid of a hotel. This is spying over incredible periods of time getting uh, all our alphabet agencies involved in it. Take a look at what happened to Roger Stone when he was arrested for very minor things, by the way. And CNN, his house was raided with like FBI and SWAT team gear and CNN was there to cover it in the morning. They were so excited about it. They were, had a circle jerk about that. They were like drooling, salivating, literally. just They couldn't get enough of Roger Stone being hauled out in the morning. They were like, oh, we got him. The, the walls are closing in on Trump, yada, yada, yada. This is, not only is it like 10 times exponentially worse than Watergate, this is infinitely worse than anything Roger Stone did. And the media celebrated like it was the 4th of July, like we had a brand new Independence Day when Roger Stone was arrested. I mean, they had an exclusive. They had him. They wanted to make sure they were there to watch the SWAT teams raid the house. Essentially, it would look like a SWAT team raid the house and have him dragged out. That was that was what they were celebrating. But right now, they are covering for something exponentially worse. They are not to be trusted. The media is not to be trusted. They haven't earned your trust. And they literally. Play a lot. They they love Democrats and they hate Republicans. They hate conservative ideals. It's so obvious now. There's that Leslie Stahl interview with Donald Trump where Donald Trump says that he's being uh, spied on, and she goes, "There's no evidence of that. You're just spreading conspiracies." Well, it's true now. Where's her apology? Where's CNN's apology? Where's Rachel Maddow's apology? I mean, these are all people. Rachel Maddow, by the way, another person who said, uh, "Getting the jab." would 100% prevent you from catching COVID. Another lie. Disinformation. Things that, things that would get you banned if you're a, a commoner on social media. But where's where's uh, where's Leslie Stull at? Where, where are all the apologies at? Oh, hey, we were wrong because we never looked into it. Yeah, there's no evidence of it. Have you done any research? No. But we know there's no evidence of it because our, our overlords at the uh, Democratic Party told us that there's no evidence of it. Okay. It's, I, where, where are we at this point? And I just, I just, no one deserves your trust. No one, zero. That includes me. I'll throw myself into it. But you can do research on my stuff and, and find that it's true. That 
if Leslie Stahl, if all these people, if CNN, if MSNBC, they pushed that Trump was lying when he was spied on, now that it's true that he was spied on, what other lies would they have pushed without investigating? Hmm. Can't think of anything. Hmm. Something comes to mind. What, what is it? 2022? So like two years ago, something. I don't know. Something significant happened two years ago. I have no clue what happened. You know, I'm, I'm just a confused young man. They did no research into that either. And they just said that there's no evidence of it and we shouldn't be pushing lies. Well, now that they've been proven completely... Number, number one, they pushed the Russia conspiracy, collusion theory. They said that Trump wasn't spied on. That's two major, major lies. What else could they be lying about? Hmm. Hmm. It's not hard to see where this all goes. It's a scary place to be, actually, if uh, you really pay attention to it and see what's going on in the world. But I think people are smart enough to get through it, and I think people are smart enough to vote appropriately. Well, but if voting goes awry, we know the media won't cover it. It's an interesting place to be. And uh, I, I'm thinking about this while, you know, I have my notes here, and, and I'm thinking about this, like, where do we go as a society? I just hope that the elections, that people wake up and vote, and that the elections are legally and safely held. I think that's that's the best way to do this, is to say that I hope, and perhaps I'm silly in, in hoping that they will be legally run, that elections will be uh, fairly run. But who knows, when you look at New York, when uh, illegal immigrants are allowed to vote now in New York City. I mean, what, what the hell is that? No other country can you go to. Number one, no other country that I know of uh, doesn't require a uh, an ID to vote. You have to have an ID to vote in just about every country. Except for here. But then the ridiculous notion that someone who's not even a citizen of your country can vote in your country's elections. That's a uniquely American creation now in New York City. And that's what that's what all of this is about. That's what the open borders are about. That's why millions of people were allowed to pour into this country. It's ridiculous. So where do we go from here? And I think the answer is that we pray that the voting uh, is, is fair this time. I think that a lot of folks have taken uh, the right steps for voting to be fair and legal. I think we saw that in Virginia, how, how massive of a shift things have been. But we'll see. It's a scary place to be. But take a look at it. I mean, you should be, you should be enraged at everything that's happening here. There, there are two classes of people in this country. There's elites and there's the rest of us. There's the people who are uh, basically just talking heads, and then there's the people who are working, the labor force. And I think finally, for the first time in this history and in the world, the labor force is really, really coming together in a, in a massive way that, like we've never seen before. When we have those trucker protests influencing everyone around the world, that's, that's where my hope really lands. When you have truckers shutting down Canada, and they'll shut down every country, what, what can they do? What can the Canadian government do? They're going to bulldoze these trucks out of the way? They're going to, they, one of the people suggested slashing the tires, uh, making sure they don't get fuel? Okay, well, if they don't have fuel, well, you can't move. I mean, these things are not easy to move. I think Trudeau thinks for some reason, that, well, again, they don't understand the working class. And they don't understand how uh, trucks work. They think that they can just come in and, and tow them like they're cars. 
just take a couple of days to tell them the curse. It's going to take weeks to get these things moved. Because you only have so many tow trucks who can handle them. Then you have the tow truck companies in Canada saying they absolutely won't help Trudeau. What, what do they do? I mean, he's threatening them with everything. They're gonna, he's going to try to threaten martial law for a peaceful protest. Martial law for a peaceful protest. These are the same people, by the way, that cheered on Black Lives Matter. Shutting down cities. Burning cities. Martial law was never declared. In fact, a Trudeau was out taking a knee with them. Surprised he wasn't in blackface when he did it. But, I mean, you have social media companies shutting down these truckers that are peaceful protesters because they're not leftists. Now, martial law getting uh, declared in Canada because Trudeau doesn't agree with them. But he'll take a knee with BLM, who burns down cities. Peaceful protests. They just want to get mandates taken care of. He, uh, Trudeau says he'll use any, any option he has to uh, stop this. Well, one of those options to eliminate mandates in your country. Unique times, folks. But as I mentioned, and this is a good way to wrap this up, as I mentioned, social media shutting down these trucker protests. One of the places that does not shut it down is Getter. In fact, there are uh, multiple pages on Getter right now where you can support the truckers. And I think that's awesome. It's important to have free speech. It's important to move forward with uh, with the ability to, to communicate with each other. That's the idea. The enemy tries to shut you down when you're in these situations. They're trying to shut off communication, make it look like they have no support. I think the majority of people around the world support these trucker protests. And I think it continues to grow and it scares the leftists. It scares the totalitarians with what they've done, uh, where this could potentially go. So get on Getter for that free speech. And uh, thanks for listening today. I just wanted to go on a little talk with you guys about this stuff. We're going to make these more formal. We're going to have some really, really good guests coming up. You're listening to No Things Considered. I'm Tim Young. Tomorrow, and just about every day, we're going to be releasing these podcasts. I'm excited to have you guys join me, and I'm excited to have uh, some crazy people come along. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow me on everything at Tim Runs His Mouth, but mainly Getter. It's been great having you today. I'll see you soon.